Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Big thanks to our sponsor for this episode, gents. Huge thanks. What are you getting for Christmas? I'd love some beers, to be honest. Some beers? Can you make that happen? <laughs> Take them off your list. Just get in touch with Beer 52 and you'll get some free ones anyway. Perfect. Free up a slot. Now we're talking. Santa will be happy about this. Christmas is coming early. one less big box to carry. I've got a Beer 52 box here. We've got, got some snacks. Lovely. Some roasted fava beans. Oof. Fava beans? Can't, look, with a nice, nice for your Chianti. Well, I'll tell you, no, I'll tell you what they'd be nice with. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Session IPA, four point five percent. Lovely. Well, the World Cups. Well, it's days away. Is it on our doorstep? Would it's you say? on the doorstep. Like and, the beers. And Christmas as well. Like the beers, Chris. Yeah. When you order them. See, you're just too advanced Fuck for him. Really. Hey. And all you're going to do is go to www.beer52.com/kosh, and you can get these lovely box of beers, ten beers to be precise, and some snacks and a magazine. On your doorstep, like you said, Chris. See, if there's any out there who's a little bit tight, I reckon this could be three people's present. Two people, three. Ten ten people. Just wrap a cap. That's that's too tight. (laughs) Too much. That's too much. But you could give three to one person, three to another, and four to another, and you've got got three stocking fillers for people boxed off. But yeah, all you've got to do is pay the £5.95 postage, and you'll get... um, Ten lovely craft beers on your doorstep. I've, I've, we've been members for months now, and I, I love it. Every month, drop on the doorstep. Nice different variety from all over the world. What about this for a word? They're Moorish. Sumptuous stouts. How can you turn them down? Oh, sumptuous. They are Moorish. No one's yeah. turned Juicy them down. Juicy pale ales as well. Do you want to open a fight? Do you want one of these with that? Shall we have the Christmas party in here? Just be a box of peace? Yeah. <laughs> see, see who walks out straightest. <laughs> Don't invite him. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> You know what the good thing is? If you don't like the darker ones, you can knock them off the list and just get the get the lighter. Yeah, because yeah. they're not for everybody, are they? You're no, I'm, I'm, I'm a lighter man, to be mm-hmm. honest. I always get lighter ones. So what we're going to do is go to www.beer52.com slash cost. Just pay the £5.95 and you get them 10 free beers on your doorstep. Merry bloody Christmas. Yeah, and Merry Christmas to the three people you choose to give them to. <laughs> Gentlemen. You alright, Chris? Yes, Chris. John. You alright? John. Chris. Chris. John. You alright? What I've a day. Squeaky chair again. What yeah. a day. The last of the series. Yeah. It's been a long series. It has, but it's a bloody good finish, if you ask me. Oh, no, no. Why? England International. Current England International. Bear in mind. Bags now. There's a lot of the bloody World Cup. There's a lot of people say that we always get people on that nobody's ever heard of. Well, you can't oh. say that now, can you? 
Put that in your pie. What do they call it? We'll have Frank on next week. We're back to normal next week, don't worry. Played three games for Crawley. Scoop? Is it a scoop? You call, call, is yeah, it, call it a scoop? What is it called when you go like, coop? Coop, yeah, coop. Uh, coop it's a, what, a scoop. Go on. It's a coopy scoop. <laughs> yeah, so we're uh, we're at Kieran Trippier's house. What a guy, by the way. Yeah, nice lad. To his house. Yeah. And watches the videos, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Watches. Well, can we videos. say he's a? Can we say he's a fan of he's the a podcast? Super fan. Super fan. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, <laughs> Super fan. That is blowing your own trumpet. A bit, <laughs> that in it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, on that, on that, uh, I've got a grovelling apologies to make to Delhi Alley because during the World Cup and the Euros, I were a little bit uh, negative on Delhi's performances, uh, which, in my opinion, maybe not always right. So Delhi, if I offended you. I really do apologise, uh, but if we're being really honest about it, Delhi, it's right what I was saying in it because he's he's struggling now, isn't he? Bless him. <laughs> he's not even a Besiktas team, is he? <laughs> You're a shit house. So some you're p- only apologising because you think you might have watched it. Well, yeah, but then, but I'm back to I'm big enough to say how oh, right. It was for the <laughs> it was for the for the views. Yeah, for the views. So if, if we've insulted anybody else over the World Cup or Euros. Uh, just do, a, do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come We're on. Just trying to improve people, aren't we? Exactly. Tough love. Exactly. Tough love. So, uh, yeah. So sorry, Delhi, and and I hope everything works out and you kickstart your career and 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 if if uh, things don't work out, you're more than welcome yeah. to come on. Rip the out of this. But uh, yeah, we're at, at Kieran Trippier's house today. Yeah, it was future World Cup winner. What, what he was late finishing training, wasn't he? And we were. <laughs> So like got, proper creepers parked outside his gate waiting for him. Yeah, so pulled up. I was driving, so I had to press the button, you know, on the telecom. Pressed, waited six or seven minutes, realised no one were answering. Uh, we needed a team piss as well, so we had to... So we reversed, <laughs> went half a mile down the road. <laughs> oh, I could just imagine him looking on his CCTV. For, uh, uh, you know, bloody diesel outside. Like that over his gate. <laughs> And what they're doing now, reverse, and then just three bodies having a piss into, into bushes. Arses. <laughs> just faint like little boys. We didn't, go, we didn't go far enough away for it not to, to yeah. cause yeah, him Yeah, we didn't mess his petunias up. No, no, but... Uh, Good yeah. lad, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Very nice lad. Great lad. I think he's, he's caught between the old school and the new school, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. He's done a bit just of both. bridging in between. Yeah. Had a little toe-in-one. Uh, and he obviously got a massive foot at other now. I didn't get it out of him, but I think he'd have preferred the Barnsley. Yeah, kinda. the Barnsley back in the day. Yeah, still at night in Barnsley. We'll yeah. get him on again when he retires, and we'll get yeah, they get, <laughs> get the good stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> His career, man, is just you know when you just sit back and look at it on paper, like winning the Liga. Obviously, now everything he's doing at at, at Newcastle, and then World Cup. And he, I think he'll play, by the way. I'd, I'd be very disappointed if he didn't, yeah. the way he is playing. Yeah. Even just asking him about Simeone and that, and Pochettino. See, I never had, I obviously can't ruin it, but I never had Simeone down as a character that we find out that he is. Yeah. Be, I wanted to ask more about his hair, but we didn't get a chance. Because he's, <laughs> well, he's Simeone's? A, yeah. It's an unbelievable, because it, it, it's a it's a weave on, isn't it? Do you think? Oh, no, it is, yeah. Are you yeah. not thinking of Conti? No, no. No, is it? Simeone is, but then he's to for it to be a stick on and go with uh, such a flamboyant style. Yeah, interesting. That's what they're doing, it the uh, the South Americans style. 
flamboyance. Yeah, he, look, he looks a bit like uh, Will Smith, and you know he's, he's got the old stand-up going on, isn't he? Like, I still think you've got the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, no, if, 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 if he has got the if he has got the wrong guy, what he does, Conti's not the one that he's meeting. <laughs> is he? If he's thinking he looks like Will Smith, he I'm fresh prince. Foxy on about it, yeah. He's, he's got like a, he's got the tower going on sometimes. We'll have to get Google up, man. Oh, I'm telling you. It was like, oh, Varney, wasn't it? Yeah, Varney last week. Yes. Yeah, Full of beans. Old school as well. Even just when he was sat there, he was just so excited, yeah, wasn't he? Like, he couldn't it. sit still. Yeah. And I can imagine his missus must love it when he goes out. You know, like, thank fuck get, he's gone. get out of house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, she must just like sit back into the settee when he's gone and gone, oh, thank fuck, I've got an hour. <laughs> Send kids to school and him to shops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this the last of the... Last of the current season. It'll be the last of the series. Oh, yeah. a bit of a somber tour now, then, isn't they? Oh, a bit of time off would be oh, nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Take me out because we got this, we're straight into World Cup. Oh, World, Jesus, we've that. got some World Cup um, podcasts. We've got some World Cup videos. We put a shift in on Storm. We fuck me. I think we are not far off it. The hardest working podcast in England. Yeah. If yeah, not your shadow. In the, well, they are. They're the <laughs> hardest working podcast in England. <laughs> Have you enjoyed it, Matty? Good series. Has yeah. it been your favourite? Varney. Luke Varney? Really? Yeah. Big call. Yeah, that's yeah. That, they're not the ones usually for you, the, the d- dirty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but we've had a bit of everything, haven't we? Yeah. I think uh, Craig Bromfield. Where did we start? We started with Kevin Lynch, I believe. Yeah. The best moment was, because Chris is partial to spell it like random spelling mistakes or even worse, getting people's name wrong. So we recorded the full... Craig Bromfield podcast. Remember, <laughs> Johnny thought that you got his name wrong. He came marching out, white as a ghost, going, "His name's not Craig." <laughs> <laughs> Why so, did you think that on top, again? on top of my seat? It must have said Kevin. It said Kevin Bromfield. Said Kevin Bromfield. I'm like, fuck me. We've just been calling him Craig for two hours. And his name's not Craig. His name's not Kevin. <laughs> the thing is, I knew I knew it was Craig, and all the way through I knew it was Craig. But then the last thing I did was put his name on the top of the sheet, and I must have been talking to a Kevin or something. Something got into my head, and I put Kevin just at the top of the sheet. I just his thought to myself, he's going to go home thinking I just spoke to them for two and a half hours. And they don't even know my name. <laughs> yeah, but he tried getting man of the people though, didn't he? Because we like, see you, Craig. See you, Craig. He went, see you, Kevin. <laughs> oh no! Oh, let's just yeah. come back to us. Especially there, when you went in firm. See you later, Craig. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not Craig. It's not Craig. Like, it's probably one of the most awkward moments of my entire life for you. His name's Kevin. <laughs> But yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for listening throughout the series. Yeah. We'll be back in January, will we? With the fifteenth series. Is that what it is? Oh, back in January. Yeah. Obviously, if you get bored, uh, the Patreon's available. Yeah. Yes. Any suggestions as We're well for next season? Next season. Yes. Next season. yes. Next season. Patreon's going to be carrying on throughout the the off season. Uh, as always, that's the, that's the bonus. Beauty uh, of it. Two one a episode month. every other week. Yeah. So if you fancy getting involved, just two pound a month. By the way, as well. Going back to our basics, you know, on iTunes and stuff, we, we used to be right up there, didn't we? From yeah. getting reviews. We've dropped out the top 10. Oh, fuck it. I'm not having that, lads. Have we? Yeah. Sort so we need, we need 
just a little five star review if possible. Five yeah. star review, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, a little review. There's all kinds of fucking. Yeah. And we need d- d- them subscribers on YouTube as well. Yeah. What was your Give What was subscribe. your fact? Your stat. Um, fifty percent of our viewers are not subscribers. So it's a teal chew. I'm talking to you. Fifty percent. I can see that though. You know, if you if you want to watch something, you don't subscribe. You just watch it, don't you? But yeah. I mean, well, if you subscribe and you press that little bell then every time we put a video out which is going to be important during the World Cup because we've hopefully got a lot of stuff coming out then you get you'll get a notification to tell you that yeah. might be the issue what why people don't subscribe they think I've had enough of them yeah maybe, maybe. yeah so this break could come like an, like an anti that you can't yeah. like. <laughs> sick of the yeah. sight like, of us you know like an anti that you like visiting but not every week yeah she's always got a good box of biscuits going on and She's always with a giggle, but every week she gets a bit... Yeah, annoying. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, should we get him in then? Till Yeah, till January, troops. Well, signing off. So you're at the back stick. and stuff off air and that came to us with Keith the sheep the sheep yeah were you there? I was there yeah it was uh, obviously Eddie I was manager and um, yeah so we said we were going on a team activity and <laughs> ended up taking a sheep herd and <laughs> so you must have thought that this is a piss tech <laughs> we didn't know where it was going at first so then obviously it was all on the coach together and then we just turned up at this farm so we were thinking oh what's going on here and then next minute this Guy popped out of nowhere with loads of sheep and just said, right, let them loose. And he said, right, try and put them back in the pens. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Not as easy as what them sheep don't make it look, is it? No, it is. It's quick as well. Did you get, so you did I get, get any? No, it was impossible, mate. Honestly, the, the field, as you can imagine, was huge. And there were just sheep just running around. And there was this dog. I think he, obviously that dog got more than, than, than we did. It was impossible, mate. I think Keith said, did he get you all in a huddle and was like, we're a team, nobody break. And one came towards Harwood, he's fucked off. She's <laughs> no, to be fair, well, there was different groups. And um, yeah, I don't know who Keith was. He was probably with the manager at the time. Um, but yeah, obviously we, you had to try and circle the sheep to try and get it back in. But it was impossible. Like, it was impossible. How long through the, the activity do you think Eddie Howe thought, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had an idea. Really I'm going to take him sheep herding. The sin, it's a disaster. I fucked up here. <laughs> to be honest, though, I mentioned it to the gaffer not too long ago, and he just he just laughs about it. But I think probably the first couple of minutes. <laughs> but he's got <laughs> to bring it back then. No, because obviously when you're running trying to chase him, obviously you're on a field, so your your ankles can go and everything. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it was um it, it was impossible. It was impossible. To be fair, we we, we had a laugh because uh, we had to try and make some out of it. But um, <laughs> no, I, I understand why the gaffer was trying to do it. Team bonding is a team, but sheep herding. What's the worst you've had? Team bonding, uh, kayaking. Like, like, you know, when, is that when you went under? Yeah, I nearly died. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I was there. Yeah, it was Austria, wasn't it? <laughs> no, you weren't there. Within Albertron? It were not. Yeah, but I, I, I nearly died yeah. another time. I, yeah. I nearly died twice in Austria. Then <laughs> no, uh, no, I was uh, Fleetwood at the time. But yeah, you were you start at the, the top of the thing and go down. Yeah. Shit, wasn't it? Like it was worst. bad. Nah. 
Gary Boyer got us hot coals, brought some hot coals onto the thingy. So right lads, all about mentality and being tough and all that and, and like in the championship. But we did that in the Champions League final as well. Pochettino. Oh, you, you've trumped us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean like that. You were fucking away, you were away at Reading. <laughs> no, it was before the, uh, the, so it was like two, three weeks before the, the final and uh, we was all at the training ground and we had coal and we had to walk over it. Socks and shoes off? Uh, socks were off, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really get that thought process and why yeah. I was doing it. Weird enough, it didn't really, but it was just crazy why we did it in the first place. I still to this day don't know why we did it. It was mad. What about initiations? Have you ever done any yeah. you know, sign for a new club and that? Um, yeah, so obviously Barnsley when I was there, obviously the clubs that I've been at, I've done it. When I was at uh, England, we don't, you don't have to do it. So I was buzzing with that, to be fair. You didn't have to sing. Um, but obviously we had the spins and everything at Burnley where fines leave you, slips out our socks. You spin the wheel and every letter's a, a forfeit. So that was good banter, to be fair. That. Well, what was the worst on there? Lap dance. <laughs> yeah, so I had to... So obviously mine landed on lap dance and you have to spin again for the squad number. So obviously I got Keith Tracy, didn't I? So, so yeah, that, that was a tough, tough 25 seconds. <laughs> imagine Keith's face. Is, like, imagine Keith's no, face. No. He'd have loved it, wouldn't he? <laughs> you know, man. Keith would have loved it, to be fair. He would have loved it. <laughs> is, uh, is the team bonded on that different, you know, that, the higher you've got now? Because obviously back in the day, you might still be, have been a bit young, but we were like, Tuesday, we're, we're all out. To be fair, like when I was at Barnes in my first club, um, it was probably like a stag do for a year, to be honest. I was in a hotel with, um, I, I hope they don't uh, mind me mentioning them, obviously Mellis and uh, Frank, Frank Noble. And yeah, to be fair, that was, looking back now, it was, it was stupid, obviously going out all the time. But when I was in Spain, it was, it was brilliant there. That's probably one of the best places I've been. Because it's proper family orientated there in the sense of like every day, like finishing training at like 11.30, he's having barbecues every day and that, so it was brilliant. Oh, missed out there, yeah. Should have got to move to Spain. <laughs> Fucking hell. But have you seen the difference? Because, I mean, John always says, oh, the, it's not like it used to be. You're, not, you're like kind of just on the brink of Both. the back end of your, of your YouTube career and now playing at the level that you're playing at. Have you, you've kind of witnessed the transition. Yeah, like I said, like when I was at Barnsley, especially, you know, it was a you know, big drinking culture then. But obviously looking at it now, you can't get away with it now. Like, as you've seen, the games are coming thick and fast now. You, you can't be going out drinking alcohol all the time because football's changed in the, in the sense of like the intensity, the, you have to keep yourself fit in good shape. Um, and I think you've, you've probably seen the progression over the past 10 yeah. years or so. Is that it's an education changed. thing from the clubs as well? Like yeah. educating yeah. you and the rest of the players about what effect it does have on you? No, definitely. Because when I, comparing it from back then till now, especially as a young lad, we didn't really get ed educated on probably looking after your bodies. At, at City I did when, when, I was on, when I was there, but when I went on loan, it was, yeah, it was proper drinking culture and stuff. And um, we didn't get educated, I don't think enough. But now it's... You know, I see some of the young lads at Newcastle, Tottenham when I was there, they, they, got, they have nutritionists, they have, they have everything in place. So, um, yes, yeah, so, so they're in the best possible shape to perform. Were you playing well though? You know, when you went to Barnsley first, were you thinking, I was oh, doing all right, days? to be fair. Um, I, was, I, was doing, I thought I was doing well, um, but looking back at some pictures, like I swallowed a few pillars. <laughs> um, but no, I felt like I'd done all right um, at Barnsley, but looking back, it was, it was just stupid. See, anybody who ever been out in Barnsley, I've, I've been advocating it on this podcast for a long time. Can you please clarify, 
it's fucking brilliant, isn't it? It was good on a Wednesday night, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it was good it's on a Wednesday night. night. It was good on a Wednesday night, to be fair. Obviously, Liam Dickinson was there at the time and I've been out a few nights out with him as well. So, um, no, it was good on a Wednesday. Did you want to stay at Barnsley? Or was there the opportunity to stay at Barnsley? Back then, um, when Mark Robbins was manager and Malone ended, um, I was going to go back. I was going to sign permanently there. But then, obviously, uh, Keith Hill came in and, yeah, obviously, mustn't have fancied me at the time. Brought brought his own players in. Um, no problem. Lucky that opened the door for me to go Burnley. Scotty Wiseman, really played with him at Hull. Yeah, I did. I. I wonder if that's his. I wonder if he thinks they signed me instead of Trippier. Well, sometimes um, you know managers have the players. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, and he just didn't fancy me at the time. No problem with that at all. Um, then I went back to City and yeah, and then lucky enough, I got I got um, you know on loan to to Burnley for six months at the time. And then I signed there permanently in that January. Were you at the point, you know, when you said you went back to City, were you just thinking, because you've had the taste of Barnsley, were you mm. thinking, I need to be playing now? Yeah, 100%, because it was around about that transition period where City was bringing in all the top players and obviously I had Zabaleta in front of me. There was, obviously, Micah was there. So I knew it was going to be difficult. And you yourself, though, weren't you? No, I, I, yeah, I always <laughs> believed in myself, but, you know, when he met Zabaleta in his prime, it was unbelievable. Um, but then when I had the taste of, you know, playing championship week in, week out, I thought to myself, you know, I want to get out again. And then when Burley came, it was only around the corner, so it was perfect for me. Did you have much to do with Mancini? Was he there? Mancini was there, yeah. Um, I think he slaughtered him, didn't he? Neared him. Did he? Yeah. Hammered him. To be fair, I, I, was, I was training with the first, I went on pre, a couple of pre-season tours with him. Um, and to be fair to him, they, they gave me a new contract. And then, yeah, I, I, before I went to Burnley. But um, yeah, I didn't really see much of him when I was there. I didn't, didn't speak to him as like a first-team player award because I was only so young at the time. I wonder so what Keith Hill thinks. The one that got away. Yeah. You know, if he thinks about that, he thinks, oh, fucking hell. But it's fair, Stonesy came in then. And he's done all right, hasn't he? <laughs> 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 no, Stonesy came in, didn't he? He's flying it right back. Um, it's about looking at the end of the day. You mentioned that pre-season. Is that the one when Balotelli back healed? Or not? No, that, well, that was... The spinner, the spinner, eh? I think I left before then. Did you have much crack with him? Uh, he's, he's obviously sitting walking around the place, obviously. The stories that came out, you just know, he's... He was a canon at the time, but um, no, I didn't really have much to do with him. It was more like Craig Bellamy, you know, when I was younger, he used to look after me. So Good with you? No, he was good with me, to be fair. I've seen him, uh, yeah, I think it was when Mancini came in, when he was, I think he was leave, round about leaving. And yeah, he, he was ruthless with the young, young players, but I think it was more of a test with him every day, you know, testing players. Do you think it was coming from a good place when he was, you say he was ruthless? Do you think he cared? Yeah, hundred percent. Because I think every day when I was young, I thought he was always testing players. Mm. You know the, the way he spoke to them and how they reacted, and if players would cave or not. And to be fair, I was lucky to be fair. Cause I always, I, I always got on with him. He always looked after me. To be fair, I think I think that was the thing with him because when he left City, he came to Cardiff. Yeah, and he just wanted to win that much mm. that that it, it weren't bothered to be upset. No, I think he's, he's seen that throughout his career. You know, with big players as well. Mm. You know, he's not afraid to. You know, to lay into someone, but like you said, he's a, he's a winner. He wants to win. Um, and I enjoyed my time with him, like training with him and stuff because, you know, the way he trained every day was unbelievable. Lads can go either way though, can't they? Yeah. You know, no, they can't. have that mental, say it a lot. mental strength to be able to get no. through it. And I've seen some players where he, he was he was battering some young players and stuff and I was thinking, thank God that's not me, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, but again, it was just a test, I think. Looking back now as an older player, it was definitely a test to see mm. how the, the, the young players would react. I definitely think you can take it as a compliment if they are having a go at you. Because if, if you didn't have a chance and you weren't the best, they'd probably just leave you alone, wouldn't they? 
let you crack on just, and yeah, get on yeah, with yeah, no kind of thing sounds harsh but no I think so who was it signed you for Burnley it was Eddie Howe Eddie Howe because um, he came to watch me in a reserve team game him and Jason Tyndall um, at Altrincham and then probably like a couple of days after that I made my first pre-season friendly against Rochdale Rochdale away and then um, yeah I was, I was buzzing just around the corner from me I knew a few players that was there as well you signed on loan initially on loan I signed on loan um, and then I signed that January after I got sent off against Leeds away <laughs> wait yeah, contract on the table <laughs> yeah, were you fine you got signed sent off more often eh? <laughs> <laughs> were you not bothered about sort of obviously cause it's a bit of a shit all Burnley innit not really no, no I don't mean I mean no, the facilities you said it now John yeah, yeah fuck it sorry I've probably just lost some viewers but you know like the, the, the ground and everything yeah. it's old and going from City going from this what it could be at City you know think well it's a shit all it's a shit all you've been Barnsley before I'm just I've had it train at Oakwell every, every day there see class wasn't it brilliant after I loved it <laughs> no but I know what you mean no it was uh, no for me it was just about getting out and playing like it went I didn't bother about the facilities or, or anything like that um, just about playing every week in the champ and there's no shame in dropping down you know from okay I didn't play for Man City but coming from that team those facilities to, to a Burnley it didn't bother me because you know, I was around the corner. My I got a few friends from Burnley anyway, so everything just fell into place. Could you say that Howe was gonna, a good manager? Because yeah, it didn't really work out from a Burnley, but could you say that he'll come yeah. back? For me, I, I loved it because, you know, we, the games was like 4-3 every game or 3-2, but he liked to attack. And like I, I was like an attacking fullback, so I loved it. Um, but you could see he was a good manager, but I think he was only there for about a year and a half. And then he went back down to Bournemouth. Then obviously that's when... Uh, when Daesh came in how was he? he was brilliant no I loved him to be fair um, he was ruthless as well there was a, there was one time when um, he gave us a few days off so I said to one of my pals like what do you want to do he says oh, we'll go away so we went Benidorm what a place and, uh, <laughs> second, second <laughs> to Mars yeah. so we went to Benidorm and uh, I didn't print the boarding cards off, so I printed them off at the training ground so obviously someone must have told Daesh but he stored it didn't say out had a good time in Benidorm. Come back, we played Watford. Had a nightmare, didn't I? Fucking give a goal away, give a pen away. Straight after the game, he come charging in the dressing room. And he, you know when you just know he's looking mm. for someone? Clocked tires with me and then just went in on me. How did he find out? From the tickets at the training? I think yeah, from the tickets or someone, or someone must have grasped me up. I think that's the someone must have grasped me up. But uh, yeah, it was funny because I was looking at all the lads like Keith and everyone there just like laughing. And I was thinking, so please don't laugh because he's gonna, he's gonna want to fill me in. <laughs> Make it even worse. Yeah. Did he yeah, have a switch in him? Uh, uh, Dash, yeah, he did. Um, yeah, he could he could batter a few players, but in in a good way because he knew he, they could do better or could perform better. So yeah, he was a good manager. I really liked him. Really liked him. Can you remember a particular time when you thought at Burnley that you could go again? I know you've got promoted. Mm. When were you thinking I could I could get a better movie or a good you know? Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was after the season we got promoted. There was a few clubs interested. There was um, obviously Tottenham, um, Everton, and Liverpool before they before they got Klein as well. Because I think it was even me or him going to go uh, to Liverpool. But yeah, the year we got promoted, I only had a year, a year left on my contract, and Dash wanted me to sign a release clause, a, a contract, and have a release clause. So I thought it made sense for me to play thirty eight games in the Premier League, get that experience before if I did get that move. Do you think you improved under Daesh? Or do you just think was the games that you were playing naturally made you Getting better? Getting older and mature, maturing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think even at Burnley, I was still going out and that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think he definitely improved. Maybe I think he improved the team because he was conceding a lot of goals before he came, um, and then he, he tightened us up. And you know, we, we had a good squad there. Good team spirit. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, and, and he set that. Even little things like the, the spins that I was talking about before, and you, you have players who might feel a bit uncomfortable, but once they've done a, a forfeit, they'll feel more confident in themselves. Yeah. So that definitely helped the group. Um, and yeah, I, I think he was just a brilliant manager for Burnley and, you know, records speak for themselves. To be fair, he had no budget there as well. The players that we signed was either free transfers or yeah. a couple of hundred grand. And the year we got promoted, I think we spent about 500 grand. Uh, and I think, I think all that was on Ashley Barnes at the time. But I think with that team spirit we had, our, our team might not have been better than the Leicesters of that year or whoever, but we had that togetherness. You know, and, that, and that, for me, that takes you even further. I, I, I say it regularly. I think it's worth 15, 18 points a season. 100%. 100%. When you play on that, you know, look at the, the budget we've got and yeah. the, the mixed bag of players. You know, some some have been released and we're getting through, through this together despite the budget. Yeah, because we knew it was up against it in, in, in the league. Because the year before that, we nearly got relegated. We had to beat Wolves. I think they went down. I think we relegated them yeah. at Wolves. So we've gone from relegation to to promotion the season after and we only signed three players um, but like I was saying that, that togetherness it's, for me that's more important because like I said we didn't have the best squad but you know we cruised that league that year Dice said he's like a son to him apparently who's that? you're like a son to Dice has he come out and said that? Or? yeah he's come out a few times and said it and I get a bit of you know a lot of lads batter me about it have you been around for Sunday dinner? Oh, yeah, I've not had the invite uh, <laughs> No, to be fair, we had a good relationship with that, but it weren't one of those where, obviously we've been in dressing rooms where you can, it's a mile off. It was like that, to be fair, with, with a lot of players at the time, but I think it's more when I left. Because um, we used to call, we used to call each other and speak to each other all the time. And I think it was more then when I used to get battered. Because he used to walk in the team and says, oh, I, I only have one favourite and that's Kieran Trippier. So, me in the foot as well. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> do you have a do you have a, a bit of a tour up on training ground? Me, yeah, yeah. It was Ross Wallace. Oh, it was Ross Wallace. The boot of the ball. It was, I, can't, I can't remember. I think it was Heats who kicked the ball. I think he was pulling my shirt. So I just said to him, "Like, what are you doing?" Do you know what I mean? And as I've turned back to him, he's fucking give me a little nut in my eye. I still got the scar here, and then we had it. We, we had it out on the pitch, but. The one thing I didn't like about that is it did it when I weren't looking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we had it out on the pitch and then it was all right after that, to be fair. Were it one of them where we've, it's done? Yeah, because it was, it was one of them where... It's again. Yeah, it was one of them in the heat of the moment. You, you know, you wanted to have it out on the pitch, but I just went in to obviously get it uh, stitched. And then to be fair, you come in, you know, apologise and stuff. And it was just one of those where it's, it's not worth it. Do you know what I mean? And ever since then, we've probably got, went, uh, we've gotten closer ever since then, to be fair. Heard that a few times. Yeah. The tear ups bring, brings you together. Yeah. Did you still turn the lights off at the training ground, Ross? Yeah. Fucking out of noise. You do it all the time. Yeah. And then <laughs> next <laughs> minute, things used to be just flying around the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Grown man and he just walk well, out the dressing room. Out. Yeah, turn the light off and then obviously stuff had. Oh. He turned the washing machines off. The kit man had set the kit away for the next day. He just turned them off and go home. He was good. He had, he had good bandits with him. He was a great guy, to be fair, Ross. Um, but yeah, like, like those incidents, they happen all the time in football. It's. It's one of them where you get on with it. Can't be a good tear up, can you? He's only fucking this big, enough. you must have twatted him. I'm not the biggest now, so I was going to go. Who does she have to? 
Dash were fine. They were just like... You've started out basically, between... Yeah, it's a players in jumping. Dash wanted to let them have it. <laughs> just give him another five, lads. No, it was all right, to be fair. It was, it was just one of those. It happened and I just went in uh, to get it stitched. And then, to be fair, me and Ross was all right. Like, Were there a few clubs, like, were there rumours and when Tottenham were coming in for you? Yeah, there was other rumours. Like I said before, there was... I think round about then it was the best time for me to get out of, like, Berry area, where I was from, in the sense of, like, because... You know, I was young. I was still well. I wasn't young. I was like 24, I think I were, and I was going out and stuff like that. And so I just thought I needed to get out, and that was a, probably the best time and uh, in my career where I made the best decision to get out of Bury. There's a few, a few people getting away is yeah, the best thing to progress. It hasn't always worked because the mates have ended up coming down for the for a piss up every week. That no, was alright. To be fair, my, my mates have always travelled with me since I was at Barnsley, and even when they, because I went down with. My, um, well, it, was, it was my missus at the time, she's my wife now, but I think just me and her getting out, getting out of our, getting out of our area. Um, and to be fair, then from then on, I just cracked on. As soon as I went to Tottenham, I went to uh, Mexico on an, on an all-inclusive, me and my missus. And then uh, I was on the daiquiris a lot. And then when I got back, they obviously had your body fats and all that. And I was way over. What, 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 what would you have to be? What would your body fat you had to be? I think probably, well, the calipers probably be about 50 mils. At Tottenham, if not, they're using the chamber with Poch, it was relentless to train in there. So there was, there was like me, Toby Alderweireld, um, a couple of us in the in the altitude chamber doing on the rowing machine, cross training after every training session to get our body fat down. And ever since then, that's when I, I could talk about education before about body fats and eating the right things at the right times. And ever since when Tottenham, everything just changed. Were it a shock to the system when you yeah. go and get in that education? Um, a little bit, but then, because obviously it was more how like... how intense it were. Yeah, how intense the training were. Um, like, Daishis were tough, um, but Pochettino's was on a different level. And then, obviously, Europa League, you know, Champions League, and realising that you can't do it at that level because it's, it's just impossible. Obviously, Daishis were probably more old school than... Mm. So, you know, like, your training and all that, were it like, you finish on a Tuesday, do some running, and you've got Wednesday off? Wednesday off, yeah. So, Tuesday will be intense. So that the old old school style. Yeah, so you'd obviously be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, obviously Thursday, Friday in game, off Sunday. Maybe Monday off, depending if you had a midweek game. Um, but he had a gaffer's day as well, so he took one session in pre-season. It was called the gaffer's day where he would take the run, no balls, you're running for 90 minutes. You know, it's on, um, I don't know if you've got to get on the internet, like flipping car tyres and running to the halfway line with them, bringing them back. And then at the end of it, you had to beat his time back to the hotel. You had to run back and beat his time. If you didn't, you're doing it again. Was it a set day? So you, you'd say, right, tomorrow's gaffer's day. So yeah, you, you used to throw it in when you didn't know. But, so when you thought it was, it weren't that day and it, it used to mix it up a bit. Um, but that that was a tough day. You were just running like it was... It makes was it worse, the fact that he did it as well. Yeah. Because you can't, can't let him beat you, can you? No, it was sometimes you just can't help it. do what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Sean dies and beat me now. <laughs> when I was 25. Do you know when Pochettino sold it? Did you know you were going to be, it was going to be you and Kyle Walker competing like? No, I knew I, I, knew I was going to Tottenham not to be first choice. I knew because obviously Walks was flying. Um, but to be fair, the first 14 months were tough because I probably played about six games. Um, I put, played the odd Europa League game. I didn't play at all and I'd, it was that was, was a tough because I was obviously doing all the running after games and his, their sessions after games was for an hour 20 minutes gym running it was tough and 
mentally that can get to you, you know, as mm. a player sometimes it's, it's a bit sapping like, you know, but yeah, I only played about seven games, I think. Did you go and see him? No. Did you have a conversation with him? Not really, no, because I just thought, I'd get my head down, let him know I'm working hard, you know, obviously in football you need a bit of luck. And then towards, before Walks left, I started playing a lot more. And then when Walks did leave to go to City, that opened the door for me. Um, but it, it was tough because we never got days off. It was like seven, eight weeks without a day off as well. But as a manager, I can't fault him. It was unbelievable. How did you deal with that, the days off? What he was just saying about where every Wednesday off, was it just a It was a shock for me personally because I went from two days a week off, maybe three to not having a day off for like eight weeks and travelling. And like you said, it was a real understanding of how that level, how you need to be. And it was uh, it was tough because I weren't playing as well at the time, but obviously I knew Walks was playing and he was a, it was a quality player. Do you feel better for it? 100%, yeah. I think there, because it made me realise to get in, in, in good shape. Um, obviously, it helped me doing extra work after training in the ch uh, altitude chamber. And then, yeah, just just learning off players like, say, Harry Kane or players who have played at that level for a, a long time and played in Europe and um, playing with players like that, you know, it's only going to benefit you and make you become a better player as well. See, I'm f if I've not got a day off in eight weeks, I am fucking furious. <laughs> no, it was tough. Like, like, first I'm, like, I'm like, Potch, I'm going to have to go. <laughs> Keep in contact, I'm going to have to go. And yeah. it's like, it, like, not so much because of the physical work, mm. but it must, what are you laughing at? Just but it must be up, mentally man. draining, knowing that every morning you've got to get up and go to work. But for me, it was tough at first because I, I, I didn't have a clue what, like, what I was getting my, no, what I was getting myself in for, but I didn't know what was uh, going to happen. But uh, but you get used to it. After the first season, it's thought, right, okay, uh, worked hard, that pre-season's come back and you just get used to it, not having a day off. It's like fucking yeah. slave labour, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you're competing for the title and you're surrounded by world-class players. And you just want to get back to Barnsley. I want Wednesday off, Potch. <laughs> no, you, you get used to it though. You get used to it when you're travelling and you're playing in Europe and coming back and playing Premier League. You just, you just get used to it. Did, was there a big change in how you had to be off the field as well? Yeah, definitely. Like the, the representation of the of the club and the size of the club. Yeah, because I went from like, your ways. Yeah, because I went from like, like no disrespect, but I went from Burnley to Tottenham and then like, you know, as I was there longer and people started to not, I'm not talking like David Beckham or something, but notice who you are and say if you're out and then you're drinking and stuff and it's just not worth it because... You know, you're at, you're at a big club, you need to represent that club in the right way. Um, and to be fair, I did. You know, I never used to go out because I was just doing everything I could to, you know, to, to, to start for, for, for Tottenham at the time. Do you know what? I half respect Grealish. What for winner? Just like, just carried on as you were. <laughs> <laughs> for Jack's a quality player. Good player. Great calves and all, isn't he? Oh, Beautiful. Yeah, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> but I bet you got some brownie points you missed then, didn't you? Look, love, I'm stopping in again. I'm not going out this Saturday. No, I'm uh, stopping in. No, she was happy as well that we both got out of um, um, out of Berry at the time and just a new start, you know. Um, just concentrate on my football on us, and then um, and then yeah, we started popping out children. <laughs> not surprised if we didn't fucking house all the time. There's only so much. There's only so much at you can watch, isn't there? Did you notice a different in personalities when you got to Tottenham? Because we've just spoke about the. The maybe not so many at Barnsley and not many foreigners at Burnley. Mm. Where you have to learn about different people and different cultures and all no, that sort of stuff. Yeah, because obviously 
at bigger clubs, there's different cultures, there's different, you know, obviously nationality players and stuff and international players as well. So, um, again, I, I knew, I knew walks cause we played with England, at, um, youth level together and Danny Rose. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was, that, that was a, a challenge definitely to how to interact with different players and stuff. But to be fair, I slotted in straight away. Did you notice the difference in the Christmas do's? Uh, Talking about the high profile players, you can't do what? You can't go to Dublin or just a random nightclub. Has it got to be? That that 2016, we're at the uh, fancy dress. I saw the the squad photo for that. Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah, It was um, impressive. Yeah, we we had a fancy dress um, in London. Um, Yeah, there's some some good outfits that night. Were you at Umpalumpa? I mean, Tom Carroll, yeah, was Umpalumpa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the only one I ever had there at Tottenham. Good on the Christmas do? On the Christmas do, I had at Tottenham, yeah. We only had one. Is what that because the managers? No, just, I, I just don't know if it was if it was knocked out of the Carab- FA Cup or Carabao Cup or something. So we managed to get one. But other than that, yeah, that's the only one I had. It's your best moment, Tottenham? Tottenham. Um, I think the Ajax game. I think when we when we, oh, when we got when we got through, Lucas scored the hat trick. I think because um, we had to score three because they had the away goal as well. So we had to score three in like the last twenty five minutes, thirty minutes, and he popped up with the hat trick to put us through into the final. So like, more or less last kick of the game. Last kick, yeah. unbelievable, yeah. wasn't it? The euphoria. Yeah, so I think that's probably my best moment. That's probably my best moment. Yeah. The best bit about that was the their keeper was going berserk, wasn't he? Thinking they'd getting the crowd going, thinking they'd yeah, won it. He, he thought, he, yeah, that's when it was two two. Yeah. Um, so he's filming him from behind yeah. and he's giving it the big and then he's more has gone and scored. Yeah, it was incredible. It's just a feeling. You know, it's not many players will have an opportunity to play in the Champions League final. So, you know, going back from my whole, my whole career to reach a final of the Champions League, it was, it was an incredible feeling. I remember, did he get dropped for the final, Mora? Yeah, Lucas. Yeah, because H was injured. I think for the last, um, I think it was his ankle. I think he was out for like two months. And then, um, Lucas got dropped and Harry come back in. Oh, it's a bit harsh. Oh, it's mm. Yeah, it's, it's a... You can, you can understand. No, yeah. But I, I understand um, Lucas scored a hat-trick. It's one of those, like, if he was going to play Lucas and drop somebody else, like, who's going to drop? Because Delhi was flying that season. Christian was unbelievable. Sonny. I understand everybody's frustration about it, but for me, you can't have H on the bench. No. Because you can mm-hmm. score in every given moment. But I do feel... Sorry for Lucas. Going back to Ali, he was flying under Pochettino, wasn't he? Yeah. Is there anything that you can remember that he used, did he used to talk about man management, arm mm. around the shoulder? Was it that type of relationship he had with him? Poch were brilliant with Delhi, to be fair. Um, and to be fair, Delhi was flying at Tottenham. Um, but yeah, like, and I'd, I'd, it's one of those where I'd, obviously I left, I went to, to Atletico Madrid. And I think he was there for like two years after. Um, but even that season when I when I was there my last season he, he was flying um, but Dele is, is a great lad but Poch Poch were brilliant with him but then I think Poch ended up leaving as well or getting did he get sacked in the end he always, he always looks since he just needs a bit of love or someone to trust him yeah coddled quick break gents to mention our sponsor, not just for this show, but the World Cup. We're going, aren't we? We're going. We're going. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> Cheer up, you midget. We're going to World Cup. What? what? Swifty predictions. Um, if you don't know what Swifty predictions are, get yourself involved. It's a betting app, but it's... It's a dating app of betting apps. The dating app of betting apps. 
It's a bit like Tinder, isn't it? If you wonder, I'll be honest. If you wonder why I'm disappointed, I've just found out I'm sharing a double bed with him <laughs> for, t- for ten days, man. <laughs> but you know, I, what I would say, I'll not be having me slathering your vest. Are allowed to wear? Are you allowed to wear slathering your vest? I think so. Are you? Yeah. Oh, fucking perfect. Yeah. I need to go shopping. Basically, it's the, like you said, it's the Tinder. It's a Tinder app of the betting app, but the, also maximum of £20, which is good, isn't it? Because it, it's, it's, it's definitely a bit of fun around betting, isn't it? Well, the thing with it is, is you know if you're watching random games... Which we all do during the World Cup. Yeah, you'll watch, I don't know, Uzbekistan against uh, <laughs> Ghana. What yeah. a game. For it, but, yeah, yeah, to be yeah. fair. There'll be a lot of action. That'd be a cracker. But, Classic. But you're watching it, the game's not the best, but you're going to watch it anyway. You can go on your Swifty. And it comes up, uh, Steve, the Uzbekistan striker, yeah. next goal. Yeah? They give you, good, they give good you odds. the odds, and you swipe right if you want to. Yeah. Bet, put in your stake, two quid, one yeah. quid. And if Steve scores, you win your bet. Bang. But it's basically just a bit of fun to watch mm, the game yeah. and make it more, a bit more interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, all, all, all the um, all the different markets are there, aren't they, for most goals and corners and stuff like that. All that will pop up. Well, the, the, you like can, specials. We'll call them yeah, specials. specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you just, so. If, you don't fan, if you don't fancy it, you think Steve's crap and he's having a bad game, swipe yeah. left. Well, left. as under the cost listeners, all you've got to do is um, sign up and you'll get a £10 free bet. Put your £10 in, you get a £10 free bet for the for the tournament. Or, How good's that? Or five £2 bets. Yeah, so well, basically, a... you put £10 in and they'll put, they'll chuck another 10 in. Yeah, so you've got £10 with a free bet. 20 You're doubling your money. <laughs> Just like that. But we're going, aren't we? We're fucking I'll say it again. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, I better tell her. Oh. So we've put, we've put the link in the description, download the app, and uh, get yourself involved and get that, that extra £10 to play with. Gamble responsibly. We've got, we've got under the cost specials as well throughout the tournament. Oh, we always we? have, haven't we? Have we? On that... the app. We're not messing about. You... We get to can choose we pick, them. Can we pick we them? We get to choose them. Good. You, you cook us off then. Sorry. Gamble responsibly. Which is yeah, very, very important. Very important. Uh, sorry. Chris. It's all right. Sorry. So, right then. Best to find the passport. <laughs> Club Tropicana drinks are free. I cannot wait to see you in a mankini around the pool. Oh, dear. Well, I'm, no, are you allowed? Oh, aye. Oh, fantastic. And just remember, wherever you're watching the World Cup from, remember to gamble responsibly. It's very important. See you at the back post. <laughs> see you in the pool, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Did um did he have any other madcap? Like you talked about walking over coals with anything else like that? Um, no, not really. I, I just I just found that one pretty strange before before the final because it was a long build up that one. I think it was like three weeks, so it was it was tough because obviously you had Liverpool. You were I think they had like a week off, and then Liverpool went to and a training camp. I think it was something like, like Marbella or something, and we were just in it every day before the final. You know. Okay, we might have had like one day off or something, two days, but again, it's that mental, you know, mental state yeah. of keeping yourself motivated. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was. A, it was. I think the show was like two, three weeks before the final. It was long, very long. Mm. Did you feel ready to move on? At Tottenham, yeah, I think that season because there was, there was even probably like my last six months there, I didn't do, I didn't do well at all. I was uh, the first half of the season. I'd, I thought I'd done well. Second half, it was just like. Everything was going against me personally. Um, you know, I had a, a double earlier rop six months after I left Tottenham at Atletico Madrid, and I should have had that Christmas time at Tottenham. 
But then obviously I was getting picked for the games. I weren't performing well. Um, I'm the first to admit that. And then um, I think around about that, that time, I was hearing rumours that they, they was offering me to clubs and stuff like that. So I think ever since I heard that, well, yeah, it's a fact that that did happen. And then ever since then, I thought, yeah, end of the season, it's time for me to move on. Did that affect your performance as well, do you think? Um, like I said, even till this day, I owed no excuses. Um, it's just one of those where it doesn't help, let's put it that way. Um, and yeah, I just thought I was still getting picked every game. Um, and I tried to perform as, as as well as I could. And I'm, I'm scoring own goals against Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. I don't know if it was a great finish. <laughs> and we're going to mention against that. Hugo. Was that difficult personally? You know, the, the the backlash you get from fans and, you know, they're probably talking about it on talk sport mm -hmm. and all that. Do you, do, do you absorb that information? Do you do you read it? Do you listen to it's it? It's hard not to see it because social media now is is huge and... For me personally, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, you know, like it doesn't bother me. It did at the time, I'm not going to lie to you, when I was at Tottenham. But then if I go back, if it happened to me now again, I'd know how to handle it so much more. Um, and I think going to Spain, uh, go and play for Simeone and yeah, just, just experience something new. And yeah, to go and play for Atletico Madrid in the Champions League and work with Simeone and the players that they've got there, it was a no-brainer. Were you just on the anti-inflammance? You know, when you said you had the hernia, were you just... Yeah, I was, I was just on anti-inflammatories, paracetamol. Um, and I knew at Christmas time I needed surgery. Um, so I think there was me, Christian at the time, Ben Davies, well, Ben Davies and Christian had surgery, but I didn't. Did you so, have the conversation where... Yeah, that, that, that was one of my arguments. Why am I not, am I not allowed surgery, you know? Um, there's loads of things, obviously, that people don't know about that was building up and just was just the icing on the cake why I left. Um, but yeah, I had no grudges against Tottenham, you know, I wouldn't probably be in this position now if they didn't, if I didn't mm. go there in the first place. So I've got a lot to thank for. But then I ended up having surgery on a double hernia when I was uh, at Atletico Madrid, um, six months after I signed for them. It's it was all right, only like then. a three, four week injury. So Exactly, yeah. So I don't it's your head on the chopping block, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's easy for the physio to say, I oh, know you're doing all right. Well, yeah, so, you know, it's yeah. nothing serious, but if you're yeah, feeling so just like injections, a shit on a side, anti-inflams, paracetamol, just to get me through the games. I'm assuming like three months. That's a conversation you've got to have in your ne negotiations. Listen, I, I need this. I'm going to need this. Yeah, but it was, it was honestly, it was, there was loads of things because um, there there's so many big games coming up. Maybe I should have took, maybe I should have took the step back. Well, I should have looking back now when, you know, because we had Serge Aurier there at the time as well. Um, but it's not my fault if I'm getting picked, but I should have took a step back and said, I'm not fit enough to play. Yeah. But because yeah. it's like quarter of the Champions League final and semi-final of Champions League, it's like... Phew, so that's why I was a bit selfish. It's like personal drive as well. Yeah. You want to play in them games. So Did I pick up on your medical? Sorry? Did I pick up on your medical? Did you have the conversation? Um, no, we had to you signed. But to be fair, it was weird though, because when I went to Madrid, I felt fine. Um, I had a good pre-season and then I had no, no problems. But then after about three months, when I was there, four months, it started creeping up, um, having problems with my, my groins and stuff. And then it was actually in Saudi, uh, I think it was in Saudi Arabia. And um, they have like a little cup every year. Like there was those Barca and Real at the time and Betis. And then it was after them when I thought, no, I need surgery. Has he got any chill at all, Simeone? <laughs> that is unbelievable. Honestly, he's one of the, he's like one of the lads, do you know what I mean? Is really? he? Yeah, he's brilliant. He's <laughs> For some reason, I thought we we're going to be adding to the shit list, you know? No. Did, did Wesley, you? Steve Evans, Simeone. But no, you'd love him. You'd absolutely love him. He's unbelievable.
It's like a mafia boss, doesn't he? Honestly, he won't mess with everything about him. You know, his his training. You know, he he's just like you're talking about before in the sense of players that are not playing. It was unbelievable, and you don't realise the pressures of playing for that club when he's winning there. The pressure was incredible. Um, there's loads of times when the you know the the fans, the ultras, as they say, we were playing Real Madrid, my first Madrid derby, and uh, was having dinner, and then we had to go and stand outside. Obviously, I didn't know what was going on. And all of us were there. There was the manager, the president, everyone. And there's one guy on this tannoy when you had to stand there and listen to him for about 15 minutes, basically. like, Because me and a, a few more signings was more directed at us, you know, what it means to play for Atletico Madrid and you, you better die for the shirt and stuff like this. And there was a good 10,000 of them. So was, yeah, and you've got to listen to this. Yeah, you got to listen to this Nigel guy. from pub. You got to listen to him. Yeah, you got to listen to him for like ten minutes, and it was just obviously I didn't know Spanish then, and it was like just nodding. Yeah, just nodding. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking my thumbs up for him. So that was uh, it's good. This lads, isn't it? It's good. So that was intimidating a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, it was good. He just it looks like good. somebody that would get you motivated yeah. before a game, and that he's the most passionate manager I've ever played for. Hundred percent. There's nobody that comes close. It was that passionate and. Yeah, just the way he like runs La Liga and the club itself, Atletico Madrid, is you know he's the boss. You know, like you just can't win with him. Do you know like all the managers you played under? I'll throw how in that as well. How do the management man management styles differ out of all of them? Um, I think Eddie uh, this time his man management is brilliant in the sense of like you know just seeing him work with players after training, what they need to uh, need to improve on or as a unit and stuff like that. He's quality like that. But Simeone was, an, uh, was the one where like, it was mad like you were just win, lose or draw, for example. It was like, so walking past you with like beers or people, just, it was weird. It's foreign, like smoking and stuff, you know. Straight like after the game? Not the players, the staff. It was just mad. It was just different experience. No, good to win it. He was a fan. If he's your manager, like manager no, of your team, absolutely class. But when you're seeing him, like, and I needed to improve my defending. And when I was there, to, to be honest with you, he worked with me for hours on my own. It's one to one. It's me and him after training. Um, yeah, he was brilliant. And there's been times he didn't speak much English, but his wife did. Um, and honestly, there was times where he would randomly call me, like. I don't know, seven at night or something and just what do you think about this training or come on Zoom, I need to speak and stuff like that. It was mad, it was brilliant. Sandra, I, I need to speak to Kieran. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's by far the assistant manager, he spoke to our English as well. So, yeah. it, and I love that, you know, like. So one-to-one, -one, are you having, did you have to have an interpreter? First, yeah, at first I did, but after that then. Start <laughs> picking it up. I, to be fair, I made the effort. That's why the lads talked to me. Um, and especially the manager where I was learning the, the language. After, yeah, it was just like... Fluent now. Yeah, fuck it, everyone's trying to speak to me in English. <laughs> so it worked out perfectly for me. So it was brilliant with me, everyone's trying to speak to me in English and then... But on the pitch, the football does the talking, you know, yeah. you, you sort of know what he wants you to do. Do you, do you know, like, when you move into clubs at that level, do you have to get a feel? Because, like, we, basically, we signed whenever fuck anybody wanted us, didn't we? Yeah. Like, oh, Donny's coming, or Preston's coming, oh, I'll, I'll sign there then. Mm. No, it was more like the... Would my family enjoy it? So I was speaking to players who played in Spain, uh, like Toby Rivera was at Atletico Madrid as well before he went to Southampton. Um, so I spoke to him about the club. Would my family like it? Um, 
And to be fair, everybody spoke so positive about the club. So I just thought, I'll just go for it. Just don't look back. How did you adapt to the different style of player? Yeah, it was, it was tough at first because obviously Simeone's teams are more, you know, I've, I've played in plenty of games for him where we've gone 1-0 up after 15 minutes and we try and shut shop. You know what I mean? It was... Is, it that, is that what he... If you're playing big teams, like if we were playing like Real Madrid, Barca or Champions League, if we went 1-0 up, he'll try and shut up shop straight away. He'll take an attacker off and just bring, go to a five at the back. Does he work him. on it in training? Like Yeah. There's, there's loads of times where we've, we're 1-0 up and in training and it would just um, change formation or yeah as you would do if you're 1-0 down or summer or tactical fouls and you know killing time um, when we played Liverpool play at Anfield we, and at home we tried to frustrate them um, they're just so clever like that abroad the foreign players about killing time and it winds you know, us up doesn't yeah, it yeah winding up players and stuff it's it's just mad like and Simeone they all thrive off it it's crazy. Who do you get on with most in the in that Madrid dressing room? I think Costa was up there. Yeah, uh, good yeah, lad. Yeah, great guy. He looks like he could crack. Yeah, I reckon he's flicking lights yeah. off. Right? So yeah. He's going into dressing room. No, he was brilliant. Um, and Marcos Urente, uh, that's who I had a great relationship with on the pitch. Yeah. Um, that was a season where he was unbelievable. Uh, we, we had a great relationship together us too. Is he a different lad when he crosses that white line, Costa? Yeah. Yeah, it's... There's loads of times when he just got substituted on and then just elbowed someone and got a, got a yellow card just to let him know it was there, you know? He was... He was uh, <laughs> that's class. I, no, like that's, him. I like him. No, it was brilliant. It was one of those where you definitely want him on your team. It yeah. was good around the place for enough of the lads having banter and keeping the spirits up and stuff when things weren't really going too well. It was just... It was it was really good. It was unbelievable. Was he... Uh, was he did he do all that stuff in training? Would he, What's would, he, that? would he elbow lads in training and stuff? Or? You know what? He, people might not... Uh, realize it but he worked so hard in training it, it was it was proper professional in that sense but he would just do daft stuff where yeah he would just like get a digger or something or you know one of the tractors that grounds would fly around on and just fly around the training ground on it or <laughs> just like uh, he's right to be all straight in it Chris yeah I like him or it was just brilliant it was just brilliant to have in the dressing room I can't imagine when you went there you know Possibly a chance of you winning a cup, but with the dominance of obviously Real, yeah. Real Madrid and Barcelona, you, I doubt you would have thought that La Liga was a realistic. Um, not really. I just I just went there just to the culture, different league, um, just just enjoying my football again. Yeah. But then when we signed Suarez, that's when you knew at the start of the season you're, you're going to do something because he was hungry because about the way he left Barcelona. Um, so we had like a point to prove, yeah, point, you know, yeah. and he, he was unbelievable that season. I think he scored like 26, 27 goals that season for us. At what point in, in that season do you thinking, fuck me, we've had a really good chance here? I mean, the first, I think it was on like 51 points by end of December. So then that's a title winning season. So I think when we knew we was going to win it is when we probably drew Barcelona away 0-0 um, because we, we needed to draw that one. And there was moments in games where All Black saved a penalty I think the second to last game of the season and Real Madrid, they would have gone two points ahead of us. And it was just swapping and changing. And there was moments in games where we thought we're going to win this league this season. What uh, What's the crowds like over there compared to over here? Yeah, it's different. I think the, only, the Atletico Madrid fans are certainly like English fans. If you're ever in Madrid or anything, honestly, you, you have to go to one of them games. The, the fans are incredible. So you think that helped help, help you? What's that? Do you think that helped you then? You know, like yeah, 
I, I think definitely, I think the, the fans there um, are so passionate. Like there's one clip where they get beat by uh, Man City. I think it was at this last season in Champions League and the full the, the stadium was still full, just clapping the team off. They've been knocked out of quarterfinal of Champions League. It just says everything about the, the fans there. They're unbelievable, even walking around the place, going for dinner or they're just, if you play for Let's Go Madrid, they're in love with you. Are they like that as well? Because similar over here, if they've got a team that puts a shift in, yeah, works a bollocks off, and like you say, they'll stay behind and clap them off the pitch. It's fair. I think that's what any sport wants to see. Yeah, even Newcastle fans, you know, when I played Cambridge, my first game was a sellout. Again, no disrespect to Cambridge, but not many uh, Premier League teams would sell out the stadium against Cambridge. You know, ours did, and our fans, that they're definitely the best fans I play for. They're incredible. Did you have it in your mind that you were only gonna, you only wanted to leave for a couple of years, leave the country for a couple of years? Did you always want to come back? Um, yeah, I, I always thought I was gonna come back, but when I was there, I thought I could finish my career here. Um, but before I left, I, I could have signed a new deal there. I had a new three-year uh, three contract one before I left. So I could have stayed there if I wanted to, but there was reasons why I had to come back, like you know, sometimes some family reasons, you know. Um, so that's, like I said, talked about before, that's my priority, my family. So that's why I came back and then, I wanted to move back to the north of England um, and then Newcastle was there in January so I thought why not Diego reluctant to let you go yeah um, even the day when I said bye to the lads and stuff um, he tried having like another conversation with me uh, in the car park um, you know basically saying even you when you were going to. yeah yeah when I, like he understands my reasons why but he doesn't want me to go um then that, like that was nice, you know. Sorry? It's not like you're leaving your wife. Yeah. You just tore you around as you go popping bags in car. <laughs> no, but it was really nice to hear it from him, you know, like how much he wanted me to stay coming yeah. from somebody like him. Yeah. It was really nice. Um, and even then I was having like moments, you know, even when I was on the way to the airport. Yeah. Um, but no, I made my mind up that I, was, I needed to come back to England. Do you know that when, um, obviously, speak, you went speaking to Newcastle, did, did you uh, accept that you get some of the, the new challenge shouts, should we say, with the, with the money being involved at New, Newcastle? People saying that you were just going there for the money and, and not... No, I, I have that. And, and like, again, I go back to, if people think it was about money, then I should have stayed in Madrid because I, I, I got a new three-year contract there. Yeah. So if it was about money, I would have stayed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so. Yeah. I know it wasn't about money. So, um, yeah. If, That's all that matters. I've got other things that was happening at the time which were more important than money. That's yeah. why I came back to England. So, yeah, again, it doesn't bother me that people were saying that. That's just, you know, their opinion. Yeah. You've lived in um, big cities, London, Manchester, Madrid, Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people in Newcastle and probably the North East, the struggle with the goldfish ball type thing where football is just their life like it's everything how have you dealt with it yes but yeah the, the people around here it's like I said it, it is everything you know Newcastle is everything to them um, and the most important thing for the fans I think because of what they've uh, been through you know uh, with say the, the old owner or the manager and they've not been performing and look at it now a year later the city is just absolutely buzzing like Daddy <laughs> Hello Mate, go on, go downstairs. Okay. See you later, go on. You with your mate, second mouse. Go on, go downstairs. <laughs>
quick break in play, gents. We've got another sponsor on the scene, sponsoring the show, supporting the show. What have we got, Chrissy? Nita Training Group. Northeast based. They are northeast based. They're the number one training group in the Teesside area, but not just no, not just Teesside. The nationwide. nationwide. Oh, Is this that uh, we? You know, when you work in building sites and stuff like that, you need the, your ticket. You need your ticket, your certification to get on the job. Oh, so they do if all you're that. Not competent. You know, you're risking lives. And these, well, to be fair, it's like me turning up and saying, I can put that scaffolding up. No, 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 John. You were turned away at the gates. Because I've got no ticket. No ticket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so really, it, it, it's health and safety as well, isn't it? After COVID especially, yeah. a lot of people looking for a new vocation. Yeah. Which, and this is perfect. This is a perfect escape. Well, they're helping fill the uh, skill gap, especially on the massive development uh, T-Works. And not just if you're looking for a new vocation, but if you're already in a trade, but you need to update your sharpen, you, sharpen your tools. Sharpen your tools, indeed. Like it, good terminology. Yeah. 6,000 adults, the training every year. And not only that as well, they provide funding. Do you want me to give you a few, a bit of information? Give us a couple, of, a couple of facts. Some of the courses that they do, here we go. Gas, you need your gas tickets. Domestic and commercial assessments. Electrical, 18th edition, Comp X. I don't know. I'm not sure, sure what all this means. Like uh, EV car charge, inspection and testing. But if you're in the trades, then you know you, you know yeah, what it's about. It might be a little bit foreign to us, but yeah, welding, coding, and uh, 6G scaffolding. They get all the scissor tickets. I've got a question for you on the next one. Yeah. What's rigging? Rigging. Lifting and rigging. Yeah. Well, it's funny you should say that because I was going to get Chris to do it if you want to go on that diet. But get you on stage for the next large field. <laughs> oh, so basically it's hoisting, shizzle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Lifting and hoisting. Right. Health and safety. They do that one. No one likes them lads. They do the health and safety, but someone's going to do it. Exactly. Um, wide, wide range of ages. We've got yeah. 200 school leavers and 150 apprentices studying engineering. And competitive rates and flexible course dates well I'll tell you what them, them competitive rates get even more competitive don't we, tell me we've got oh, an offer have we got an offer oh, have out. we got an offer yes we have we've got a cosh code because if you use the code cosh1 there's a wide range of discounts available across all the courses all the top up courses everything that they offer so all you've got to do is quote cosh1 and they'll give you a, a bloody good quote have we got a website Chrissy we've got a website and an email so if you are interested all you've got to do is you can email info at nita.co.uk or go to the website www.nita.co.uk How are we spelling Nita, Chris? N-E-T-A Yeah, use that code COSH1 and get a bloody good discount. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. No, but this, the, the, city, the city's buzzing, um, especially the way we've been performing this season and back end of last season as well. Um, yeah, and I think the fans deserve that, you know. Newcastle need to be back where they once were and that's, you know, challenging. Did it surprise you how mad it were up here? 
Yeah, definitely. I you, think, like, you, you, you see it from afar and you think, yeah, the, the good fans, but... Yeah, you, you've always seen them and you've always noticed that new... I played at St. James' loads of times against them and you can see that it's a tough place to come, but I am definitely surprised with how passionate they are and the support as well, home and away. It's, it's mad. Mm. It's mad. It's I can't believe... It's though, the, the, the fans talking to the, to the players... Andy Farrell up front on a microphone. He's just improved. Even the lads that were there under the old regime, the, the players are just on another level, aren't they? The amount of yeah. improvement that's... Mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any disrespect to Steve Bruce because, like I say, you don't manage a thousand games if you're not a good manager, you know. But yeah, obviously when the new manager comes in, obviously like um, new signings always help, um, always help a team, like I've mentioned Suarez before, like, give us a lift. So when I signed in um, in January, it was, um, obviously it was me then, um, my target. So it gives everyone a lift. Um, and yeah, like I said, the players just needed that, um, just that belief, you know, and then we went through 13 games without losing. Um, and that took us in a great position towards the end of the season, not fighting relegation because, yeah, it was tough. It was tough in certain moments, uh, but then obviously I got injured. So, yeah, that, that that hurt me a lot when I got injured for three months. I know. No, we're doing well, yeah. Um, I think it was good that the manager had a good pre-season under his belt. Obviously, yeah. we didn't do the sheep herding, but... Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine St. Maximum chasing the sheep, can you? <laughs> no, but I think that was important for the manager to stamp his, you know, his authority, how he wants to play. And yeah, we've, we've just been attacking every game. And that's the manager's saying, you know, just empty your tanks, just give everything. Mm. Did, uh, do you know when... Like the signings that you've made, were you expecting, I don't, I don't really know how to say this, but were you expecting them to go, Bush, we're going to pay 70, 80 million for, for players? No. Or were I, you, did you know it was going to be like a sort of gradual process? Yeah, and, and that's the right way to do it. And, um, you know, I've spoke to the manager before I signed and where he wants the club to go and to help fight relegation, etc. But, you know, you look at the signings that, that we've made, um, you know, Great characters, most importantly for the team. Um, that's what the manager's, you know, good like that. He wants to fit the right characters for the team. He, he knows they're going to run. They're, they're going to they're going to give everything. Um, and yeah, like you see the signings are. Yeah, we signed Bruno for like forty million and Sven for thirty three. But you know, we got Paul Piffer. I think it was like twelve million. You know, he's done unbelievable. Uh, myself uh, for the same. And they made the right signings, and they, they're just taking it step by step. And that's the right way to do it. Have you noticed a massive difference in the Eddie Howard Burnley to the one that came in at Newcastle? What yeah. were the, what what's changed? Um, I think the, the again no disrespect to Eddie Howard, it was more when I was at Burnley was was winning like four three three two every game was, was conceding a bit of goal a lot of goals. I think his uh, his his defensive unit the way he sets his teams up because he came to to Madrid to watch us train when I was there when he didn't have a job at the time for like five days come he was traveling around Europe at different clubs um, to see how different teams worked so um, he's definitely changed in that sense and the, just just everything about him really he's, he's just so, he's an unbelievable manager who's best cracking that changing room at the minute um, I said Pope you know 
He's very sharp. No when you come for him, like a banter, he's just got something off the top of his head. He'll just <laughs> hit you back straight away. So that's not usually the case with keepers, is it? No. Keepers are usually no, keepers like, oh, no. right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good one. Pick another ball in my face. <laughs> no, so I, yeah, definitely Pulpy or, or Callum. Callum Wilson, he's, he's got good banter as well. Uh, but no, great group of lads. Uh, great group of lads. Will you have a Christmas too? Obviously woke up in it. Oh shit, there's that um, fucking thing to go to, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> God, there's a World Cup and then obviously after that, is, I think it'd be back-to-back games until the end of the season to catch up on yeah. the games that we'll miss in November and December. So it's on, it's what, how far away are we now? Three weeks? Three weeks, yeah. Three weeks off, yeah. When do you, when do you, when do you find out? So we find out, I think it's, we play Chelsea on the 12th, so I think we'd find out, I'd say maybe a couple of days before, maybe. Um, Text. Uh, yeah, you, you, you normally get a text if you're if you're in the squad and stuff like that. But uh, I think we'll find out. I don't know how, how long before this World Cup we'll find out. It's different every tournament, um, so I'm not too sure. Yeah, they'll hang like, you. No, no, I also no doubt though. Just need to keep performing. Hey, oh, if, fuck, if it was sixty man squad, it'd fucking put in. I might have had a chance myself. <laughs> it's fucking no fifty five. I swear, I think every nation's done that. The one is that what they've done. I think it's because I, I don't know if players get injured or something, then you can have your, you still have a, a good selection more, of players. Yeah, because I think that's what season. everyone's done. Yeah. Do you enjoy the trips away? Yeah, it's brilliant. No, honestly, like there is, you know, the, when Wayne Gareth first took charge until now, it, like the personnel is unbelievable. You know, great chemistry between all the lads. We've been with each other now for nearly six years or so. So um, no, it's, it's a great band, a great crap with the lads are. Are you a cards man or a basketball? Um, cards, not really basketball. Then who's yeah, idea you wanted to get a basketball court, man? I'm not too sure. Man. We had a basketball court at St. George's. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, it was decent. It got used every day. Are you shooting, are you shooting swoops? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not the best. <laughs> I give it a go, like. I give it a go, but I'm not the best. Uh, but no, it was good, you know, because obviously when you're there for such a long time, you know, you need things to keep you, keep you occupied, you know, basketball court and um, definitely had a little golf thing as well, simulators and all that stuff. But it was good. It was good. Couple of tournaments. Gareth kind of there's a there's a change in formation depending mm. on how you're playing, changing lineup. Is that something that it distills with everybody from from the outset? Listen, we're gonna we're gonna be playing to the opposition and lads are gonna be in and out. To be fair, I think it's always important not to just have one formation, yeah. you know, so you can adapt. I think if you look at the game against Croatia in the semi-final of the World Cup, you know, you look at the first half, we could have been freeing a lot. Second half, like 50, 60 minutes, you could see, you know, Modric, Rakitic dictating the game. So, you know, I've personally think since then we could have, if we went to a three at back then in that game, uh, no, so if we went to a four at the back in that game, maybe we could have matched them in midfield and you know what I mean? So it's always good to have, you know, where you can just flip into different formations, um, like Italy in the Euros final, we know how dangerous they were as a, a three at the back, so we matched them to go man for man. Yeah. Because uh, we know we... We, we could have hurt them on the on the attack with the pace that we've got and the quality. So it's always good to have the different formations against whoever you're playing. Um, cause it's, it's like chess now. You know, you need to, you know, exploit them and stop them from, you know, th their um, main attributes, you know. So it's always good. How often do you train on, you know, if you're away for the World Cup, how yeah. often do you train every day, twice a day? Um, so it would be every day, but then... Because this one's, it seems shorter. This one, you don't like, you don't have um, much time before the, the first game against the Ram, for example. I think we'd only have a week, but normally we'd have like three weeks. 
So um, we, we train every day and stuff. And then obviously the lads that are playing would we'll just do recovery the next day because it's every like three, four days. So, but the other lads will get a top up, you know, lads that play, don't play. Um, we'll do training the next day and just keep getting topped up. Mm-hmm. How does he go about keep, you know, on about before keeping the lads who aren't playing happy? How does he go about that? He's another manager where the players that are not playing because it's almost difficult because some te- some managers or some teams don't change their 11. Um, but he's really good at, you know, putting his arm around players and everybody everybody there, if you're playing or not, feel valued and they, they all know, you know, they deserve to be there and and everybody's ready, most importantly, because you see the players that we've got and the players, some the past few games say we're on the bench who we're not playing. Some big names, you know, but... You know, him and Steve Holland have that great understanding and chemistry with the lads and everybody, you know, knows the roles. Within our episodes, we've had a lot of lads on who played at tournaments and whatnot and we, we laugh and joke about what you probably call the unprofessionalism uh, of, of the years gone by. So what what's happening when it's lads, uh, free day, have a chill out, do what you want? In Russia, it was decent with Fergus. In Russia, we was based in St. Petersburg, so you can go out there for the day um, or you, could, you would have our families round. Uh, to the hotel and another barbecue. <laughs> we yeah. have a barbecue on. Um, so that was really good, you know, senior kids and stuff like that. Um, the Euros, it was difficult because of the COVID situation um, where everyone was going through. We, we couldn't have family. So that was tough because we went like five weeks, five and a half weeks without seeing our families. Um, so obviously when you're on top of each other every day, you kind of get a bit, you know, okay, I'm seeing you again, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, yeah. but no, nah, but it was good though, you know. Um, we have a great squad there. We have a great chemistry between players, staff. So there was a lot going on at St. George's Park to keep us entertained as well. You know, when you're in, obviously you're five and a half weeks, are you eating like the normal chicken and pasta every night or does Gareth just think, fuck it, I'm going to throw a burger and chips in? <laughs> no, no, it's nothing like that. But to be fair, the food, the food's really nice. Obviously it's different every day. And um, no, the, the chefs uh, don't do do well there for sure. Good yeah, some good grub there. Yeah, they do some good grub there. No, but it's good. Food's, food's top there. You know what I mean? Even if even if you like play internationally, everybody needs a bit of grease in their life, don't they? You know what I mean? Everybody, everybody likes a fucking bacon sandwich on a morning. Oh, no, there's, there's none of that. So it's just See, eggs and, I'm glad and I'm not in that fruit and stuff like that. Of <laughs> the likely squad, I've got, I've got your list there. Who, yeah, I've seen the who, list. Who would you who would be your five that you think from the outside looking in would be best on a night out? Right, I'm going... Popey, <laughs> Pickford, John Stones, because we can just talk about Barnsley. Do you reckon he raves about Barnsley as much as you do? Fucking, I bet, of course he will. Uh, Dom Calvert-Lewin, because I'd just be able to batter his clothes, because he yeah. wears some yeah. fucking outrageous yeah, some gear, clothes on, doesn't he? Be sat, I think he'd just be sat at bar with a fedora on, <laughs> talking about how the Smiths have affected <laughs> modern culture. What's, what, what, are they, would, would that be a good night out? Yeah, that would be good. I think, yeah, Pickford definitely. Um, Walks, Kyle yeah. Walker. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I missed. Sorry, Kyle, I've missed you off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you can come. We'll have six. Harry Maguire. Yeah, good one. Pulp has got to be there. He's got a great banner. Don't reckon Phil Foden's going in anywhere that's not got two for one WK deal. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle in each hand, man bag, <laughs> raving on a table. Think who else? <laughs> How good is Jude Bellingham? Top. For such a young guy, I think he's what, 18? He's um, like him and Phil are unbelievable. Um, he's just so mature for his age, the way he plays, the way he manages games, the way he plays his game, with no fear. Um, yeah, he's, he's world class now. He's unbelievable. 
Unbelievable player. What's the best changing room you've been in? Um, I think I've got a goal poorly. It depends on it. <laughs> I think Burnley. Yeah. I think we had a good group there. We had a, I just think because it, back then I was, I was young, you know, we had a, you know, a good squad there. Um, good manager as well. You know, he, every time we went on a trip, he liked to drink as well, Daesh as well. So that, that always helped. Um, Have you kept in touch with him by the way? Yeah, I still speak to him all the time. Yeah, That's still good speak to him all the time. Um, no, we have a good relationship. He's, you know, he's, I've got so much respect for him, for, for what he's done for me. Um, yeah, we had a meet. I forgot to mention this before. We had a meeting, first ever team meeting when when he first uh, arrived. So he set his rules up on a on a projector. So obviously shin pads in training. We never had to wear shin pads, but we did with him. And he put underneath as well, no tiger, tiger, on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had a good on group. It was like me, David Edgar, Keith. There was a good few of us, you know, good nine, ten of us. So yeah, that, that got thrown out the window straight away. What was the fine? Was it? Um, no, you'd, you'd get fined. Um, is it worth 50 quid? No, it was more than that. It was more than that. And, <laughs> you know, it was brutal, to be honest. Um, every time when I'm like, a, we used to go like St. Andrews, like once a year, and he'd let you go out and you had to be back for like, say, say 10 in the evening. So if you, every minute you're late, it's 500 a minute. Um, a few lads got stung on that. Charlie yeah. Austin's another one. He, he, he got stung a few times as well with me. It's a good few of us, like good group, that really good group, <laughs> <laughs> really good group. We had a good fine kitty for Christmas, anyway. <laughs> for your Christmas do. Yeah. Have you had moments when you've thought, you know, from where you've come from to you know World Cup next couple of weeks? Yeah, because of from where I come from in Berry, where like my parents, we, for example, grew up on like a council estate. We, no, I don't mean any disrespect to my parents, but we didn't have money growing up from watching my older brother. I think he might have played against him a few times when he was at Oldham and mm. all the sacrifice that she had to do for, for him and then for me. And then just, just realizing where I come from and leaving City um, yeah, many years ago and just proud of, you know, I'm delighted with my career. I, I have no regrets. Um, just to where I am today, you know, I've managed to represent my country nearly 40 times to play in two major tournaments, to win La Liga. Um, you know, playing some finals. So just proud really from all the obstacles that I've had to overcome, you know, for many years, you know, people writing me off or he's not good enough or, um, yeah, just, just everything that I've had to deal with, um, especially later stage in my Tottenham career, then Madrid, then Newcastle, what I've had to deal with, with just people still thinking I'm not good enough. So for me, it's not about proving people wrong. It's just about going out there. I'm 32 now, enjoying it. That's the most important thing and just doing as well as I can. Who was the most famous person you've ever met and thought, fuck me, I've just met him? Um, I think uh, Gerard Butler. Uh, we was um, we was away with Newcastle um, in Saudi Arabia and me and Cal Wilson were just sat down at the, at the pool and our town, he just sat there having his lunch and we thought, is that, is that Gerard Butler there? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but he sounds to be fair. Because obviously we were playing Scotland in the Euros as well. So um, we had a lot of banter and he was a really nice guy. Uh, but I don't, I don't really get like starstruck, you know. Um, but I'd say if I did, I'd say him. Would Remember you... when you got starstruck when you saw the beast from the chase? <laughs> <laughs> he did as well, didn't he? By the way, oh, he, bitch? he left a sausage. <laughs> oh, it? No shit, the beast left a sausage off his breakfast. <laughs> put, it in a, put it in a bag and took it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got it at home. <laughs>
Would you go down the way? Would you go down the leagues? 100%, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm one of them you where... You want to keep going? Yeah, I'm one of them where, like, there's no shame in dropping down to the Championship or League One. Uh, I love football, so um, obviously I'll, I'll know when the time is right, but I feel like I've got a good few years at the top, yeah. But, yeah, for me... I'll just miss the the lads, the banter and stuff, but I just love football. So for me, I'll have no, there's, there's no shame in going out to champ yeah. or wherever league one or it won't bother me. I spent five years in the champ, so. Be good to be back. Yeah, 46 games a season. Tiger, tiger. Oh, hit me in. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, very much. Yeah. No, appreciate you guys. Really thanks for having us, by the yeah. way. Yeah. We're not thanked you for having us. Yeah, no problem at all. Really appreciate. I'm absolutely it. delighted, and uh, yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing because. Do you listen to by the way all the time? Yeah, that's what I was saying to you before. Like, I watch them all. I was saying before when um, in the summer uh, in Russia. Honestly, I was watching them. Uh, obviously, when you was in your locals and all that, and I think you weren't there one time in his cricket club. Yeah, I can't. I don't know yeah. where you were, and then. I think you had, you had, you had his uh, face. You had the mask on, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, what about that that Croatia goal? We were in Leeds, weren't we? Doing yeah. just on the big telly, going berserk. Shit pint in there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, was. yeah it, was yeah, it, it tasted like farts and all that. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, will you be allowed any, you know, when you're over there in, at the World Cup, and that, will you be allowed any time off to come and see us if we're knocking about? Um, again, I, I don't know how strict they are with, with um, the COVID rules and all that. Um, I think they're just discussing now whether we can see our family. I don't know if they're... Yeah, so you're not definitely going to see us. <laughs> <laughs> you should see me in a pair of fucking speedos. <laughs> no one would see that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know what the discussion is with that at the moment. Um, because of COVID, I don't know how strict they are there. And I'm not too sure what's going to go on. All the best. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Appreciate yeah. he's going. I promise you, I will not batter you at all. I've <laughs> battered a few over the years. No, cheers, cheers. So thank you very on. much, mate. No Top man. Cheers, mate. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.